0: Are you ready? Yes! Yeah! Now,
2: live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You
0: are listening to
2: Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bow. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul.
3: Uh oh, good morning. Welcome in. Out of bounds. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. It's brought to you by Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. KesslerPrime.com. Amazing steaks. And smash a uh, bone-in ribeye, medium rare, and a Tito's Vodka Espresso Martini. Tito's Vodka Espresso Martini. Those things sure are purty. So I have to tell you all this. Uh, Blake Scott with me, Bo Bounds, Tom Luganville at 8.30, Robert St. John at 9.30 on the Yingling Lager guest Line. You're listening to 105.9 The Zone ESPN. I want to say Merry Christmas to you and your family. Happy Holidays. Uh, for those of you heading out, Happy New Year. We'll, we'll drop a couple of shows, but we're going to get out of here for, for a chunk of time. Uh, we had a very, very active 2022 And it was a good one, and that's because of you. Thank you for listening to the show, for live streaming the show, and for going to Apple Podcasts and searching out of bounds with Bowbounds. But I have to tell you this: that I deal with several people in the Tito's world, and I've told you this. You know, the owner of Tito's vodka, which is now a multi-billion-dollar company, is Tito Beverage. It's still It's still privately owned. Uh, Everybody and their brother has tried to buy it. As y'all can imagine, and and so I deal with two of the guys out of New Orleans, and then and then one of the guys out of the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and the, these guys are all testosterone, okay? And I love working with them, and they love football, and they love drinking a Tito's vodka, and they love having a good time, but. When I I guess I walked away from the table for a second when I met them at uh, what did I say it was Fields Steakhouse and Oyster Bar? It's right by Mary Mahoney's. It's the new place that opened in April or May, and I had not been. And that's where I met them a couple of weeks ago to celebrate our partnership. Uh, I walked back to the table, and all three of them I mean these are guys, guys, men you know, men's men, all three of them had Tito's vodka espresso martinis. And I couldn't help but laugh, and and mess with them. They didn't care whatsoever. Yeah,
4: because it's 2023, the year of our Lord, and we're not going to shame people for what they drink anymore. That's right. We're done with that. Right. I'll shame you based on who you are as a person, not what beverage you drink. Got it. As long as you're drinking the right type, like don't you know? If you're you're, drinking Tito's, that's correct. If you're drinking a vodka, drink a nice vodka, Tito's. If you're drinking bourbon, drink a nice one, Long Branch, right? Right. Like if you're drinking Taka, I'm going to go. Okay, well then that's 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 a indication of your characteristic but if you want to have a martini that's fine like what how you get your drink is fine that's okay we're not going to shame people for that anymore yeah i'm, I'm all about it 2023 it's all about drink what you want
3: uh nick on the ag up equipment text line says it takes some stones to open up a seafood restaurant next to mary mahoney's huh. um hey nick the next first of all, I, I love Mary Mahoney's. Okay, everybody does. And, and it's good. Um, it's more nostalgic and so on. Um this build is prime time. Oh. It's big time. It's one of the best meals I've had in a while. My man said
4: prime time.
3: Yeah. So it's, it's headed to Colorado? Yeah, I'm headed to Colorado. That's right. <laughs> but it, it is. Travis Hunter is not headed where A lot of people thought there were three or four schools that thought they had a chance. Travis Hunter followed. That's Coach Prime to you. Okay. The cornerback out of wherever he's from. He was committed to Florida State. He may be from Florida. And uh, he ended up with with Dion at uh, Jackson State. And then then now he's going to Colorado. Anyway, all right. I had to tell that story. And, yes, Fields is really good on the coast. If you're going down there over the holidays or business after the new year, Try it out. I think you will. The atmosphere is cool. The food was magnificent. It was my first time there. The Tito's guys had been several times. Obviously, the Mississippi Gulf coach is a monster market for them, right? Boerbodge, hard rock. I could go on and on. Blake?
4: Yeah, I was going to say prime time, and this doesn't include transfers, obviously, which is a big part of a lot of classes. I mean, Hugh Freeze included, right? I'm not Hugh Freeze. Well, Hugh Freeze this year at Auburn. I was thinking Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss included a huge part of the puzzle. But Dion's Colorado program that was 63rd in total talent composite for this season. He signed a class of just 13 players so far. So, excuse me, 16 players, and they're 53rd in the country. So it's already higher than their total composite Absolutely. recruiting. That's what and that like does
3: twenty four spots higher than they usually are. That
4: doesn't include Travis Hunter, Shadur Sanders, and and whoever else he may poach in the portal. We're still trying to get to a point where we have a better understanding of composite ranking for portal and high school recruiting. Right, that's how true. to weigh those two classes together and what because like Ole Miss last year had a great transfer class. If you only ranked them on their high school class, they would have been in the bottom of the Power Five. Well, they weren't because they brought in a transfer QB who played every snap, and they brought in transfer he, defensive players. He played really good football. Yeah, Zach Evans. So, I mean, you, you, it's going to be hard Lincoln. to figure out that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see um, how we continue to weigh those. But Dion already making waves at Colorado. Coach Dion, excuse me.
3: We have we have a lot of football this weekend. Uh, Merry Christmas! Welcome in. Uh, we have a and we have football today. Uh, Louisiana, which was La Lafayette against Houston, which is Dana Holgerson. And y'all know he's from the Mike Leach tree and how close he and Coach Leach were. Uh, Louisiana and Houston are in the independence, but I don't know how cold that that damn uh, game will be. Uh, I mean, it it was so cold this morning. You know, like y'all, I couldn't get my back door open to put my backpack in the car. So, um, and my car had been running for 30 minutes. So anyway, uh, Louisiana and Houston's at two o'clock in Shreveport. I'm not going to that game. And I don't know why not. I know. I know. And I'm just, uh, gosh, I don't know. And then wake forest in Missouri is down in Tampa where Mississippi state and Illinois will play, um, which is Raymond James stadium, and it's called the Gasparilla Bowl. Yeah. So there you go.
4: Yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. It's it's on my list as I ranked it. It's the second worst bowl game to watch in the SEC is the Gasparilla Bowl. Okay. If you're taking purely just enjoyment, right? If you're saying, I'm going to watch these 11 bowl games for pure entertainment value. Now, I didn't have Florida no-showing Oregon State, so it would, I guess, have to jump to the end. It would, it would officially be 11th right now. Right. But I didn't project it that way. I had it. I had it in the back half, but not that
3: bad. Did my Vanderbilt Commodores make a bowl?
4: They did not.
3: Damn. They were. They needed to beat Tennessee ah. to, to to get in. Even with, even with Hen and Hooker. Yeah, they unfortunately they got slaughtered. Getting the injury. Yeah,
4: yeah, they got slaughtered. Um, Gasparilla Bowl today is my second worst bowl projected. My first is the Liberty Bowl. Or, excuse me. No, not the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> the uh, Music City Bowl. Okay. Kentucky, Iowa. <laughs>
3: Hey, how did Kentucky land Devin Leary or whatever his name is? It's fantastic from NC State. It's a huge get for for Kentucky. I mean, they're they're not good on offense. He's like a five year player too. They couldn't get Will Levis up and running. Stoops has been all you know. Stoops plays nineteen eighty seven football and wins games. Yeah, Will Levis. By the they're, way, will they're get good drafted. on defense, good in the yeah. line of scrimmage, and boring as hell on offense. Yeah, they had
4: zero skill players on the on the side of the ball that it felt like this year. They had a freshman re- receiver that started to turn it on late. Two. But uh,
3: but they couldn't get anybody the ball. Yeah, Will Levis. And Will Levis will be a top 15 draft It was pick. much like Mississippi State in, like, 1987. Or, or 2019. With That was Joe Moorhead. I understand. I know where you're going there. Um, Brad Peterson is joining the Mississippi State staff again. Uh, long-time high school football coach. Worked under Dan Mullen, Joe Moorhead, and Mike Leach. Went out into the private sector. He will be joining the Mississippi State football staff, I think, after the bowl game. Show is brought to you by Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. Show me the money coming up next. Tom Lugan Bill at 830 on the Yingling Lager Guest Line.
2: When the lights are about to be turned off, you know what you need. Money. Because you gotta somehow make that paper, right? Right! Draw me the money! You come to the right place for that. Because it's time for Bo Bowns to
0: me the money!
3: To show you the. Money. Uh, we'll go with another Christmas cocktail. We mentioned uh a Tito's espresso martini. And we're gonna go with a Russell's Reserve Old Fashioned. You may want to do it with Grand Marnier. It is fabulous. Uh, Kevin and the crew from Kessler Prime came in and fixed a long branch. I think, or was it Russell? No, it was Russell's. Russell's Reserve. Old Fashioned. Sounds good to me. Blake said he's making some for us for lunch, so I'm in. Um, What am I going to do for lunch today? I know we got to do Show Me the Money. What am I going to do for lunch today? i got to think that through. Maybe I'll come up with it in the third hour. Tom Lugan, Bill at 830. Here's Show Me the Money, powered by the Golden, Moon, Casino, Sportsbook, and Lounge. All right. It's a heavy NFL
4: Show Me the Money this week because, obviously, there's only a couple bowl games over the weekend. But we're going to jump right into it. New York Giants. That's right. Your New York Giants are taking on... Second team, second place team in the NFC. Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Thank God in their bowl. Because if it was outdoors, it might be negative degrees in Minnesota this weekend. Giants at Minnesota. 12 o'clock tomorrow on Saturday. Vikings minus four. Still competing with the Eagles for that number one seed in the NFC. Who you got? Giants or Vikings? Vikings favored by four.
3: I'll take the Giants and the Vikings win. Hey! Helps have that money! Turned on. I'll, All take, right. I'll take the Giants and the Vikings win, but I'll take those four points.
4: Yeah. Uh, Vikings have been a weird team. Uh, of the 10 win teams, they're one of the few teams that has like only a plus two or three point differential. It's it's been weird how how the Vikings have, have won.
3: They got some damn
4: good football players. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Bengals at Patriots. So I'll look this up just to be scientific. The weather. <laughs> yeah, I know. The weather in Foxborough, Massachusetts, tomorrow. This is a 12 o'clock Saturday game. The high, 22 degrees in Foxborough. Now, it will be sunny. I don't know what that does for you. <laughs> 15 mile per hour winds in Foxborough. The Patriots and Bengals. Bengals are minus three on the road to Matt Jones, who's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league this year under Bill Belichick. But yet, they're still competing. Bengals at Patriots. Can Joe Burrow and company keep the role in the AFC?
3: This should not happen, but can't you see Bill Belichick winning this game? Absolutely. I mean, I understand Joe Burrow and the whole thing. They're okay? be-
4: the-, the Bengals are the better team.
3: Yeah, but can't you see because of weather, timing, and what Belichick's trying, taking this weird squad trying to get into the playoffs? Absolutely. Okay, then I'll take Belichick.
4: Oh, man, I'm taking the Bengals. Okay.
3: <laughs> I
4: like it. Go,
3: Bengals! So you get, I am intrigued by that game, by the way, Bengals and Patriots. Oh, I am very, yeah. very intrigued because Belichick's the best ever and because Joe Burrow is unbelievable. Well, and the Bengals are trying to, after a
4: bad start to the year, they're trying to kind of take control of the AFC, which right. has been, I mean, look, the Bills have lost, the Chiefs have lost, the Dolphins have lost. Like, I, there's a lot of teams that are gr- really good but aren't dominating.
3: The NFL's hard. <laughs>
4: Thank you. (laughs) Get all your hot takes from the Out of Bounds show. Uh, All right. Merry Christmas. This is a big one for locals around here. Um, If you're into, you know, bad football, Saints and Browns playing in Cleveland. I'm sorry. I I meant football. Saints and Browns are playing in Cleveland. It's Deshaun Watson versus the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. (laughs) The Browns are favored by three at home. They're terrible. The Saints still vying for the rare losing record division-winning playoff berth. What do I do with that? The over-under in this game, where wins are expected to be up to 40 and 50 mile per hour, is 32 and a half. The over-under is 32 and a half. Who has the better field goal kicker? I don't know. It won't matter. In the
3: wind, I don't know. It's
4: going to be. You may not be able to kick field goals outside 35 yards.
3: Okay. Who has the better field goal kicker? I'm going to pick this without knowing it, and I should. Um, I'm going to go with I, – I should not do this. Browns minus three is the line. Yikes. I'll take – it's going to be super close. I'll take – I'll take the points. Show you the money. I'll mm. take the points. Yeah. I think the Saints are
4: the better team. The Browns obviously I, haven't had Deshaun just, Watson all year. I, I know – Yes. I'm going to take the points. It could be a Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara run fest in a very windy game in Cleveland. Browns minus three Bill over the goal Saints. kicking. Yeah. Wow. If it's side to Who side. Can push
3: a couple through?
4: If it's a side to side win, it'll be crazy.
3: Throughout if, the day. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Over under on punts. Okay. I, 32 okay and a half total points. That's crazy. That is. Yeah. Um, All right, we're going to go to the game of the weekend here locally and in the NFL. It's America's team versus America's quarterback. The Cowboys host the Eagles. They're led by none other than the mustached man himself. He's set right there in studio. Gardner Minshew, the jort-wearing, mustache-sporting, throw-it-over-them-there-mountains quarterback. Suns out, buns out. That's right. Mike Leach's, uh, I guess you could say his last great – QB, right? I mean, we don't expect Will to go to the NFL, so Gardner, the guy that's going to kind of carry the mantra for the leech QBs in the NFL, it'll be Eagles-Cowboys 325 tomorrow. Cowboys are favored by four and a half. Coming off three straight terrible performances and a loss to Jacksonville. Uh, who you got? Cowboys minus four and a half no, against I'll take Minshew? I'll take you going to show me um,
3: One- there's little to no drop off with Gardner Minshew to Hertz, and oh, oh that's an um, MVP
4: candidate right there. You are talking and
3: about? So, and so, and I understand Hertz played well. Uh, Gardner Minshew, this is the perfect time for him to shine. And with his former coach passing away, I could just be see it being a magical moment tomorrow night. Uh, unfortun- I love Gardner, but unfortunately, because I'm, I'm, uh, I want Dak and the Cowboys to win. I will take the points.
4: Yeah, I'm with you. I, it would not shock me if Gardner Minshew absolutely balled out. And, again, indoor stadium in a terrible time. It'll be one of the few games that AJ should have Brown. some good offense. Woo! Yeah. Uh, last NFL game before we jump into the one SEC game here. Buccaneers at Cardinals. I put this one on here because it's the Sunday night game. <clears throat> and also the Buccaneers are still trying to win their division. Obviously the Saints trying to win that NFC South. I
3: saw Tom Brady was linked to another supermodel. I'm shocked. Uh I think she's 20 years younger than him. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out. Thank you.
4: Tampa Bay is favored by 7.5 over the Kyler murray list. Cardinals. Who you got? Buccaneers or cards? Bucks 7.5 at Arizona.
3: That's a lot of points, though, boy.
4: Yeah, and Tampa's terrible. But you have no QB. You may not even have uh, Colt McCoy in Arizona. They may be on the third string.
3: Okay, i I'll say Tampa's going to win by eight.
4: Yeah, I, I hate this game. I put it on here because it's a terrible game. Uh, I'll take the Buccaneers, though. Cliff Kingsbury dead man walking. He'll be gone sooner than he later. Is. All right, last game. It's tonight. It's Wake Forest at Missouri. It's my second worst game on the list is what I had <laughs> it as. The Gasparilla Bowl. You have to
3: bet on this game to watch it.
4: Correct. And even then, I may not watch it. Wake Forest versus Missouri in the Gasparilla Bowl. Minus two and a half for Wake Forest. No one cares who you got demon deacons or the mizzou tigers i'll
3: go dave clausen and wake sec hater because uh tim duncan and chris paul played there there you go chris paul is one of my favorite basketball players of all time well that's it then yeah that's 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 how you should
4: pick games from now on (laughs) who's which school had your more favorite basketball player that's there's no doubt
3: Powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. What a great place to go tomorrow. Uh, you know, the wife wants you out of the house anyway. And um, go up there and and bet on a few of the NFL games. I think there's 11 of them tomorrow. 11 NFL games. It's a lounge, too. Bar, food. Great place to watch the games. Comfortable leather chairs. I think we counted 42 TVs. It's pretty damn awesome. It's only an hour from right here in Madison. Pearl River Resort, Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook, and Lounge. Blake and I have been there many a times, and we love it. Also hit Philip M's, Ah, old-style Vegas Steakhouse. I love it. Sit in the bar area. Wonderful. Have you a Tito's Vodka Espresso Martini. We'll be back with Tom Luganville coming up next. SEC Insider hit this morning, brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's going to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show. We welcome in Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. And Lug's Mania joins us on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Uh, Tom Luganville, when are you going to New Orleans to start the whole bowl prep process for the Sugar Bowl? Uh,
2: 28th. We will, uh, our crew will get in on the afternoon of the 28th and, uh, we'll have our coaches and staff and production meetings on, uh, Friday the 30th before we kick off the game at 11 a.m. Central on Saturday, 31st.
3: Okay. Uh, Desi Vegas, seafood and prime steaks and, yes. and Irene's two of okay. the best restaurants, not in New Orleans, two of the best restaurants in the United States of America.
2: All right, good. I'm actually jotting that down right now.
3: Okay, so I know y'all like right. to you know, break a little bread and have some good meals. Desi yep, Vegas absolutely. and Irene's, and you'll be happy. Um, I want to get into recruiting. You've led ESPN recruiting for a long time. Uh, you get to see so many players play. Uh, we're going to bounce back and forth on a couple of them that you are familiar with for MSU and Ole Miss. I'd like to start with Isaac Smith, the safety out of Fulton, Mississippi that signed with Mississippi State. They had to fight off LSU, A and M, and Ole Miss. What does Tom yeah. Luganbill know about Isaac Smith?
2: That he's a linebacker mentality playing safety. Um he's one of those really physical and rugged guys. And I'll tell you, I think I think it says an awful lot about Zach Arnett and and you know him being named the head coach uh, the defensive relationship that you know that's been created there, and for him to stick to it, you know, I, I to me that's that that's big. That sends a message, um, sends a message to the administration that at least in the interim and and to get the, the thing kicked off, that they've, uh, they've 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 hired the right guy, and um, you know did a pretty good job at the at the junior college uh, level too uh, with this class. I think most importantly, if they continue, Bo. To stay with some form of the air raid offense, I think it's really cool that Chris Parson uh, stuck with this class. I don't know if you saw his comments this week, but I just just love them in relationship to Mike Leach and that legacy and the fact that this is the last recruiting class that Mike Leach uh, will have ever recruited, and um, they need to wear that as a badge of honor. I thought that was really, really cool this week.
3: Well, I want to piggyback off of what you just said. I I think Zach Arnett and that staff did an unbelievable job under the circumstances. And I agree with you. We had Zach Arnett on Wednesday, and he talked about what kind of person Chris Parson was to literally rally the class from the get-go when things went the wrong way. And you don't always see that. And that was a big deal. He had everybody on the group text and so on. I'm going to give you a name. You probably haven't even scouted him. I'm going to give you a name to stick in your pocket for a couple of years from now that I think is a typical Mississippi kid that's been overlooked. He's a, he's, okay. His name is Tobias Hinton out of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. He's 6'3", 215 pounds, and I think he's got an opportunity to be an absolute dude in the league. Uh I mean in, in, in the SEC first. And so we'll just keep well it up. my
2: my good my good friend, let me let me throw some information back. At okay. You. All right. Tobias Hinton uh came to two I'm looking him up right now. I've got his track numbers. I've got uh all of his measurables six foot one, hundred and ninety five. That's from let's see, March twenty first of twenty twenty one. And he ran – he had a 25.9 vertical, 7.66 L drill, uh, 4.46 20-yard short shuttle. He wears a size 13 shoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has a 10.12-inch hand. And let's see, what else do we have on our boy right here? Let me read our report while we're talking about this because you got me. when you, you said, uh, I don't know if you're aware of him. Now you got my attention. All right, Uh Report written on February of 2021, Cusp Power 5 player, edge defender that looks to possess some length and good frame to develop, inconsistent, but flashes above average and sometimes excellent first step. Good lower body flexibility, gain leverage. I like his bend. Displays good functional strength, which should only improve. Displays good pursuit speed, late bloomer, that's best footballs ahead of him.
3: There you go. That's our
2: evaluation from him as a sophomore. What do you think?
3: Whoever wrote that up nailed it. And I think you could make a strong argument. He was a top five, top six player in the state of Mississippi. And he may emerge as one hell of a football player, either edge or outside linebacker for, for Mississippi State.
2: Um, hey, how about this? His favorite musical artist is Moneybag Yo and Big. What is this one here? I don't know. I'm trying to read it. His favorite food or snack is Wings. Okay. Um, I got all kind. Of, I got all kinds of video, I got all kinds of information for you. I got his Twitter account. I got his Instagram. I'm
3: impressed. Account. I'm impressed. There. All
2: what, right. What, what are we got to do here? I mean, come on, man. You,
3: you know me. I, I got to deliver for my boy, dude. The depth and versatility. I love it. Tom Luganville on the Yingling Lager <laughs> guest line. All right. Let's go over. We've already done this, but it was way. It was a long time ago. I want you to do it again. Okay. Sunterine Perkins. What do you think? Tom oh Luganville?
2: yeah, yeah. You know, the question is where are you going to play him, right? I mean, I think the thing that I, I love about him is is he could be like that jumbo-sized movement wide receiver or outside jump ball guy. He's played as an outside linebacker slash safety. He's got great uh, physical attributes. I mean, I, I think that that's – he is big, he's athletic, he's, at, he's rangy, he's quick twitch. Um I just think, and you've heard me say this before, the more you can do, the more valuable you are. Because it gives coaches more options of where to play you. And let's just say you try a guy out here, you try a guy out there, and it just isn't quite right, doesn't quite fit. Um, you move him into another spot. I mean, that's just that's the value of having those big athletic guys.
3: And, yeah, he's a big-time player, and you're right. There's no telling what all they'll do with him. Um Aiden Williams, wide receiver out of Ridgeland, Mississippi. Ole Miss also signed him, and he's a big kid. Very talented.
2: Yes. Um, I think that uh when when you look at the, the, the types of guys that they're getting, um the size that they're getting, we've seen Ole Miss, right, with the five ten, five eleven guy. All right. And we've seen him with, you know, the the, the bigger guys like AJ Brown and, and even DK. And so um, I, I think there's kind of a range in there that Wayne likes to have a blend of heights and weights all on the field at the same time to try to create like that, that mismatch that you want to be able to have and move guys around and motion them and shift them and, and get people isolated, particularly when you get into the red zone. Um, so, again, another six foot three guy on the perimeter.
3: Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds Show. Lugs. we've talked to you about this for years. When you look at what what's happening with Micah Parsons with the Dallas Cowboys and how they're using him, do you expect yeah. that to trickle down to college when it comes to guys like Isaac Smith and Sunturin Perkins? Yeah,
2: it, I think it definitely can when they're kind of utilized as designated pass rushers and stand-up edge guys. Um, Alabama signed a guy in this class, Quay uh, Russo, who is basically the very definition of that. He, he looks like an outside linebacker, but he essentially plays the stand-up defensive end and um, can get moved all around the defense. I, I think that though defensive linemen are so hard to come by that what we're seeing now with some of the 3-3-5 stuff um, or even some of the three-five-three stuff is you might not have a pure defensive lineman, but you're utilizing your pass rush from the second level. And that, it's a lot easier in, to find those guys, and there's a lot more of those guys than there is true defensive linemen.
3: Uh, Tom Luganbill on the Yingling Lager guest line. Biggest shock on signing day for Tom Lugan-Bill.
2: Um, pro- Probably how Oregon rebounded. And I, and I know that the, the Peyton Bowen flip Notre Dame backfired on him yesterday, and Peyton Bowen ends up signing with, with Oregon excuse me, with with Oklahoma. But I just thought Dan Lanning and his plan, you know, they lose the quarterback, Dante Moore, and you're thinking, oh, man, you know, that's a huge blow. He'd been committed to you for so long. What do they do? They go use an established relationship with his new offensive coordinator, Will Stein from UTSA, who'd recruited Austin Novosad, who ended up, you know, committing to Baylor. They flip him and completely replace the quarterback on Wednesday. Then they go and they flip an LSU corner. They go and they flip another wide receiver. And they signed Mateo Uyunglele, the defensive lineman out of California that a lot of people thought was going to sign with Ohio State. And so I, I was really impressed with Oregon's plan and Oregon's ability to finish. I thought that was really, really well done. Texas did a nice job, particularly late, closing on DeAndre Moore, getting him to flip from Louisville. That's a big wide receiver target for Sark to get uh, there. there. And, and and not a lot of, you know, shocking surprises as far as somebody signing with somebody out of nowhere that nobody saw coming. Uh, you know, certainly we don't have a, a a Travis Hunter situation like we had last year. Uh
3: one more before we let you go. Um who who got hurt the most on who, who took the biggest hit on Saturday?
2: Yeah, Notre Dame lost uh, the running back. They lost Peyton Bowen. You know, weren't really able to replace him. I thought Ohio State got hurt a bit. Auburn ends up flipping a guy uh, that was committed to Ohio State. And, again, Ohio State doesn't sign Mateo Uyonglele. So it was a good class for Ohio State, don't get me wrong, but not your typical five to seven. I think they finished at number ten for us. But Notre Dame came into the day, and then uh, during the day, I think had some surprises that, that obviously weren't favorable for them.
3: Were you? How did you see the gap between Bama and Georgia? One more, and then I know you got to go.
2: Um, not
3: significant,
2: um, but I would make an argument. I don't think enough people are talking about it. I think you can make an argument that this Alabama class is as good, if not better, than the Texas A and M class last year. And the difference when like, when you say something like that, Damn. the difference is we've seen Alabama classes transfer over from paper champions to on-field champions. We haven't seen that for Texas A&M.
3: True. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. I don't don't know if we'll be able to catch up. Obviously, we're not on Monday or Tuesday. I don't know about next week. You and I can figure that out later. But uh, I know you're going to New Orleans. Got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Awesome football season with you. Wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. Hope you get to go to Desi Vegas or Irene's, and we appreciate it.
2: Appreciate you, man. Merry Christmas. Have a great one.
3: All right, buddy. Tom Luganbill right, buddy. on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Tom Luganbill on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. National College football analyst with ESPN, and he loves some Isaac Smith and some Sunterine Perkins. Those are two phenomenal defensive players. Uh, Mississippi State does this more than Ole Miss in-state. Don't sleep on Tobias Hinton. And Luke's had a... He was able to pull that up in like 10 seconds, which I thought was pretty damn impressive. Uh, How much does knowing their favorite snack play into recruiting (laughs) us? Huge. But Tobias Singleton is a man out of Hattiesburg. Keep an eye on what happens with him and what Zach Arnett does with him at Mississippi State. There are plenty of kids... Who are ranked outside the top ten in the state of Mississippi? Uh, who end up uh, play, as y'all know, who end up playing like top five, if not the number one player in the class, uh, happens all the time. Guys who are ranked eleventh, thirteenth, fifteenth, seventeenth, and I mean, can y'all believe that Snoop Connor was ranked thirty third? I know, and, and Bernardrick McKinney wasn't ranked. So you know, we we could we could go on and on. But when you get those raw athletic kids who are committed and, and want to go and get better and get in that five meals a day and all that, it, it has really worked out for Mississippi state and Ole Miss and especially MSU. So again, and I like to hear who showed up and showed out y'all know I've used kind of a model for a long time and that's the Mississippi Alabama all-star practices, uh, that's and and that has worked for us. Our, our hit rate on that has been damn good. And so, just something to keep an eye on: uh, Tobias Hinton, linebacker or edge rusher, coming out of Hattiesburg. And what does Zach Arnett decide to do with with him? And how early does Aiden Williams get on the field for Ole Miss? Probably day one, but if not you know, pretty darn early. And that's a big kid out of, uh, out of Ridgeland. So, and for Mississippi state to fight off LSU, A&M and Ole Miss for Isaac Smith, they did a hell of a job recruiting him. He's a national recruit and the, I don't know who's going to be the best in the class. If it's going to be Sunturine, if it's going to be Aiden Williams, if it's going to be Isaac Smith, is it going to be some others? but holy smokes, uh, those guys can absolutely ball, and and that was exciting. There's a lot more recruiting to be done for both Ole Miss and MSU when it comes to the transfer portal, and we'll keep an eye on that throughout the next few weeks.
4: How much of that transfer portal recruiting will be recruiting still players to come to your school, and how much will be recruiting
3: players to stay at your school. Oh. To 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 say that you have to recruit your players on your roster all the time. Yeah. Is and and you need people dedicated in the program to be recruiting the players on the roster at all times. Well, we're about to go into that
4: period of time that coaches always hate. And it used to be because You hated it because, like, you didn't want anyone to get arrested or to do something stupid. Right. Now it's you hate it because we don't want anyone to get convinced to leave while they're not on campus, right? When those kids go home for their two-week break or whatever it might be, and they're at home in whatever state, you know, a lot of them go back home to a different state than the one that they're playing in. A lot lot of voices can get in your head. Sure. Right. Hey, you need to transfer here. Hey, you need to declare for the draft. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do that. Remember
3: this: once you get a transfer, though, and this is where Kiffin's kind of going is. Once you get one in, they're there. Correct. That's where. That's where state. It's going to be interesting to watch. How many of this class, you know,
4: of the ones that you hit on, right? Because I know that always, if you sign twenty-five high schoolers, they're not all going to stay because you're not going to. They're not all worthwhile, right? I get True. that part. But let's say fifteen of the twenty-five will are good. Some transfer
3: to Southern Miss and Troy.
4: Correct. Let's say fifteen of the twenty-five are valuable players, either first team, it's a first depth chart, or at least rotational guys at some point in their career. Yeah. Of those fifteen, how many actually stay on campus for their career, versus how many That's get poached? That's a great question.
3: I think state did a great job keeping Crumity, Tulu, Bookie Watson, uh, DeCamryon Richardson, and Nathan Pickering, and one other guy—guys that would have had options. Yeah. Woody Marks. They brought Marks back, that's right. And now, now there's talk that Xavion Smith may come back. Th- Thomas. Yeah, you're good. Xavion Thomas. And um, there's some buzz on Dylan Johnson. You know, we'll we'll see how that looks. But Xavion Thomas, man, if they bring him back, uh, we'll see. I think some people maybe in Louisiana said that they had an LSU offer for him, and they didn't. But a lot of people say they have an offer for a kid to get him, you know, in their kind of portfolio. Look what I can provide you. Right. Look what I can offer and you. There's a lot of promises made that that never come to fruition. Yeah.
4: So, yeah,
3: if he comes back, but they've already brought a ton of kids back. Yeah, and and I think that's this, be- obviously their number one guy was Judkins, and they they brought him back. Yeah, I think that's going to continue a- to be the. The case, a couple others that they want to bring back. You're too.
4: always going to be recruiting guys to stay. Yeah, that, like you said, like it's it's never going to stop anybody. So, uh, yeah, but I like it's very fun to watch two different approaches at this. Heck yeah, it is because Arnett, I love and, it. Arnett and company, and Mike Leach before him are going one route, and Leach oh, is, and Kippen's going the other
3: route, and I, I'll watch. I think you're a little uh, Arnett is really gung-ho the portal. Oh, I think they will be. And yeah. he was the first one on the staff last May to really understand it. The offensive side of the ball didn't really yeah. want to go there. Um, and you're already seeing that, picking up Kamari Rogers from Miami and Radar Jones from LSU. So yeah. Two
4: guys you missed on coming out of high school that now you're going to be able to hopefully take advantage and of. And
3: they really thought they had Kamari Rodgers uh, coming out of high school. And it just, you know, sometimes the bright lights of South Beach
4: but Win. but we just talked about that. That's buyer beware, right? Like again, they do we see it in pro sports all the time. Guys chase the contract and then are unhappy where they are. Yeah. It happens in college football. Now the difference was players had no way out. Now they have a way out. True. How look, Brian Kelly's doing this at LSU. They so called home a, a
3: handful of Louisiana kids. They there was a time um when I was growing up in the late eighties, early nineties, and mid nineties where every big-time basketball recruit from the state went out of state. And for 80% of them, it didn't work out. Yep. They were just too far from home, from mom and their surrounding, and they got lost in the shuffle yep. at Georgetown and Michigan and other spots. And now that Stansbury started to change that, but it was it was one after another. It, it didn't work out, um, you know, And so, yeah. Well, Ole Miss with only 12 signees. We'll see if they're going to sign some more. And Mississippi State with 25 high school slash junior college signees. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Our uh, recruiting discussion is powered by kinetic staffing. Be your talent scout with kinetic staffing. Choose the winner among contract staffing firms powered by kineticstaffing.com get the right people in the field grow your business grow your revenue find the talent that you need to achieve excellence through kineticstaffing.com tomorrow's national eggnog day do you, do you drink eggnog no when you said that earlier about people like sitting
4: around eating drinking eggnog later today i yeah. was like who would i'd like that's like fruitcake eggnog and fruitcake go hand in hand.
3: Is there anything worse than fruitcake?
4: No, but I mean, they go hand. Eggnog goes hand in hand. Eggnog is like what you grew up watching on the Hallmark channel. Like people would like drink eggnog at home and you'd be like, oh, what's that? And then you drink something, and you're like, it's disgusting. And I know people like put alcohol in it and stuff, but it's still gross. Um, Give me like a hot cider with some Russell's in it, not eggnog with whatever you put in it. White Russian? Yeah, I'd go that route all day over eggnog. Almost anything over eggnog. It's on the eggnog is on the Mount Rushmore of overblown holiday things that are actually terrible.
3: Fruitcake is awful.
4: Yeah, fruitcake,
3: eggnog. I don't know what the other. I mean, two I've might never be. had a piece, but I've had a bite year, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. Yeah, I mean, that that was something that really got passed around. Yeah. I think that was given to people that you didn't really like. I, I don't disagree with that. It was like a very easy company gift, right?
4: Like you, you it, the boss would give all his employees fruitcake. Just buy a bunch of fruitcakes. Easy. Give it to the office. Thanks for working your
3: tail off all yeah. year. Here's
4: some here's some disgusting cake. It's not even really it's you should call it fruit bread because it's very it's very little cake mentality. True. And it, didn't you always feel like it was stale? Uh two people just said eggnog is great. I y'all should Y'all are probably saints. Fans. I
3: have had some good eggnog, but it's easy to get bad eggnog. Ugh, yeah.
4: gross! I can think of a million things I'd rather drink than eggnog. Me too.
3: Me too. Yeah, a white, a good Tito's vodka white oh. Russian is. Yeah. I'd ridiculous. rather sit out at the
4: Browns game. That's going to be 15 degrees, snowing you think with NFL 30 mile per If he, if he actually cares about the Browns, he'll be there.
3: Woo! We're live in the Bank Plus Studio, out of bounds. ESPN 105 down the zone driven by the pre-owned and new SUVs and trucks at Mack Hike and Flowwood. MackHikeFlowood.com. MackHikeFlowood.com. The Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Robert St. John will join us at 9.30 and uh, we'll share some Christmas cheer, talk some food with uh, the restaurant tour. Robert St. John at 9.30 on the Out of Bounds Show.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the
2: life
3: of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
3: Whoa, take it easy, Judy.
0: 18 plus. 18 plus.